0: Welcome to TNT Sports Talk, today is Thursday, November 1st, as always represented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host today, Travis Karcheski, and we have a lot of stuff to get into, so we're just going to roll with right ahead. Um, I, I, want, I usually write an outline for the show, um, and I did today, but uh, I write it on Wednesday, and then if something pops up between the time I write the outline and the time I do the show, I usually add it towards the end. Um but I wanted to move this topic right to the top of the show. Derek Rose, last night, was probably one of, if not the most emotional nights of I've had watching sports in a long time. I didn't watch the game, I didn't watch it live, but uh, watching the highlights after really just struck deep in me. Um, watching Derek Rose's interview. So if you don't know, Derek Rose scored 50 points last night versus the Jazz Um Derrick Rose has come a very long way um, since winning the MVP. Uh, he's gone through a lot of different challenges, you know, and changes in terms of his game. He's gone from team to team, never really sticking with the team for a long time. You know, after the Bulls released him, uh, I think he signed on with the Knicks, um, and then he went to the uh, the Jazz for a little bit. And now he's and then he went to the cat. No, he went to the he went to the Knicks. The Cavs, the Jazz, and now he's with the uh, uh, Timberwolves. Uh, so he hasn't been able to stick with anybody for a long time. Um, and it, after his his knees just got torn up after his MVP season, um, kids today, I think, especially people who are in the prime uh, teenage years, don't really understand it. I I didn't really understand it at all because when Derrick Rose was was winning those MVPs and you know putting up numbers, uh, you know I was about 13, 14, 15 years old, so I knew how dominant of a player he was. Kids today don't understand that. Um, and he was a really special player. I remember him coming out of Memphis and just tearing up the NBA as soon as he got in, winning, winning Rookie of the Year, I believe. And, you know, when he started to have those knee problems, tearing his ACL, tearing his meniscus, um, there were a lot of jokes going around the internet. A lot of things, uh, he was getting made fun of a lot. Um, now, I get it. It was just all in good fun, but this man has been through a lot. Um, people don't understand the uh, the gravity of a situation when an athlete gets a pretty bad injury, multiple bad injuries. Um, I mean, the thing they love, the career that they love, it gets put on the line, um, and it takes a lot to get back. And to come back from you know three, four knee injuries is very tough to do. Um, and we, we were just waiting for Derrick Rose to come back to MVP form. He's shown flashes over the years. Um, I know he had a couple pretty nice runs there with the Knicks. Um, he didn't really mesh well with the Cavs and LeBron. He's, he's been vocal about that. Um, him and LeBron didn't really work out. And then, you know, the Jazz, nothing really happened there. And then he was able to link on with the Timberwolves for a veteran minimum deal. Um, but last night he got his first start and something clicked. I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened, but he just started to play like old Derrick Rose, and he put up 50 points. Um, Due to Jeff Teague being out, he got his first start, Uh, and it was just one of the most amazing moments in sports in the last couple years, so we had to move it to the top of the show. Derrick Rose scoring 50 points, absolutely breaking down there towards the end. He was crying on the sidelines. Uh, He was crying in the interview. It was just a very emotional day, um, night for Derrick Rose and NBA in a whole, Um, everybody was rooting for this guy. I know a lot of people like to make fun of Derrick Rose, but in the end, everybody loves Derrick Rose, and everybody wanted to see him do what he did last night. And it's we're so happy we did get to see it. Um, And you know, I think LeBron put it perfectly um, in his interview at the end. They asked him about it, and he said, "You know, even if you don't play basketball, this is an inspiring thing to see," and it was one of the most inspiring things I've seen in a long time uh, to just, you know, he said, you know, I just worked my ass off. I just, I needed this moment and he got it. So props out to Derek Rose. Those are one of the moments right there as to why I do what I do, why I started this podcast with Truman, why we started it because we love sports. And the reason why we love sports is, you know, it could bring you down so low, you know, when your team loses, when certain things happen, it could just make everything, you know, worse. But when sports is good, it's it's the greatest thing on earth. Um, watching somebody triumph over something like that is one of the main reasons why I love watching sports. And it, it baffles me when I hear when I talk to people who say, you know, I don't really watch sports. I don't really watch stuff like that. And I get it. Everybody has their own little thing. But how could you not just get enthralled by a moment like that? You know, watching those those interviews last night and this morning. You know. You tears start to come to your eyes because you just realize the relief on Derrick Rose's face, the joy he felt, the teammates' joy around him. You know, everybody was happy for Derrick Rose, and that's that's why we watch sports right there. That's what it's all about. Um, For moments like that, uh, once in a lifetime moments, it just it's so amazing to watch. And you know, people don't understand why guys like us, why people like us, you know, care about sports or so passionate about sports. Um, and all you gotta do is show them those clips. There's, there's few sports clips um, in the past couple of years, in pretty much all of my life, that really just take me in and just reduce me to tears almost. Uh, and last night was one of them. I mean, you can. There's examples everywhere. You know, uh, the David Ortiz boston speech stuff like that are just some of the reasons or some of the clips i guess that you could just show people when they say you know why do you like sports why are sports so important to you why why do sports matter so much to people it's just stuff like that it just it's just inspiring and it was one of the most inspiring things i've seen in a long time and it just shows you know no matter what's happened no matter what's going on in your life you can you know Overcome it. You can triumph above it. You know, Derrick Rose was at the bottom, uh, rock bottom a couple years ago. He's faced rock bottom a couple times. You know, he left the Cavs uh, due to personal reasons and he just didn't have it. But he was able to fight through and he didn't give up and he was able to, you know, overcome his weaknesses and his injuries and just turn it all back, turn the clock back for one night, hopefully more than just one night, and just show everybody. You know, why he won the MVP in 2011, why he is known as one of the most well respected veterans in the game today. Uh, so give it credit to Derrick Rose. The Timberwolves have been going through a lot all season, a lot of the off season. But last night, um, I think we were all Timberwolves fans. We were all Derrick Rose fans. And, you know, it was just amazing. So I had to lead the show off with that. Um, I know I wanted to go right into football. Football's the first thing I wanted to talk about. But when something like that happens, um, something as amazing as inspiring as motivational as that you have to you have to lead the show off of that if you have a sports podcast so i'm so glad i started this so i can just talk about that and just voice my opinions on that um and that's why one of the reasons why we started this for moments like that to talk about moments like that uh it's just amazing and i give credit to derrick rose and his entire family his entire support system he worked his ass off like he said and he really showed us that you can do anything, no matter where you're at in your life, no matter what's going on, no matter how hard it gets, you can always bounce back with a little hard work um, and a little support. So give credit to Derek Rose. We're going to move now to football. Um, I said it on Tuesday's show, there's going to be moves that we miss because uh, we did Tuesday's show right at the end of the trade deadline and we missed three pretty big moves. There was five really, five moves Um, that were notable enough to talk about today. There was no trades I really didn't like. Um, We talked about Demarius Thomas and Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas to the Texans, Golden Tate to the Eagles. Those were the two moves we got, um, but we missed three pretty big moves. Two of those moves dealt with my team, the Packers, and we're going to talk about them. So first off, Dante Fowler to the Rams for a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick um, was a bit of a shock to me. Everyone was kind of saying, you know, Damn, the Rams, you know, they got four first round picks now in their defensive line. The one thing you could say about the Rams is they didn't have an outside pass rush. Um, and now I guess you could say they added it with Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler, everybody knows, you know, he was a third round pick um, a couple years ago. He was hurt his rookie year. I think he tore his Achilles in training camp or his ACL, one of the two. He was out the whole year. Um, and then he's just kind of been a situational pass rusher. He hasn't ever, he started, I believe, one game his entire career with the Jaguars. Um, and he's had some kind of off the field issues. Um, you know, he was involved in that London brawl last uh, Saturday. But he is a talented pass rusher in situational uh, schemes. I believe Wade Phillips will be good for him. I believe a lot of this stuff, a lot of these guys around him, will be good for him. You know, they've done a pretty good job. I got to give Sean McVay and Wade Phillips credit of. Uh, kind of controlling these big personalities, and I think this is a great position for Fowler. In terms of how it affects the NFL, I mean, the Rams were already talented. You're just adding more, there's just more talent being added. I don't think Dante Fowler is, you know, an amazing addition. I don't think it's going to make them worlds better, but I think it's going to help because it's going to add a little bit of pressure on the outside that you really didn't have to deal with um, when facing the Rams. So, next move uh, Ty Montgomery, Packers, was traded to the Ravens for a seventh round pick we got in return. Um, this is a good move for both sides. Uh, it was obvious, it became clear as uh, a couple hours passed by that Montgomery wasn't going to be a Packer for long. Um, I'm a Packer fan through and through, but what the fans did to him um, on Sunday was really unacceptable. You know, he had death threats called against him and his wife. Um, Players were talking out against him in the locker room, calling him selfish, and you could tell he just didn't want to be there anymore. And you could tell the Packers weren't going to keep him around, so they were able to get a little bit of uh, compensation for him, and they sent him to the Rams for a seventh round pick. Uh, How this affects the Packers, we'll do it how it affects the Rams, uh, Ravens in a second here. Um, The Packers now have two running backs instead of three. They don't feel the pressure to get Montgomery on the field. I know people are saying, well, he's very uh, versatile because he's a former wide receiver. He can catch passes out the backfield, and that's true. But um, when you get a guy like Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, it's hard to take them off the field, especially Aaron Jones, who's now going to get a lot more carries. Jamal Williams is a little bit of of a receiving back, uh, so he'll take a lot of those receiving yards that uh, Montgomery has, and he'll make up for that. As far as it affects the Ravens, uh, they just get a versatile guy. Alex Collins and Buck Allen are two very good backs, but they don't have the versatility that a Ty Montgomery brings. So a fresh start for Montgomery is going to be good for him, and it's going to be good for the Ravens too. Um, Next move, ha-ha Clinton Dix to the Redskins. I wanted to talk about this. The Packers got a fourth-round pick in return um, for next year's draft. When this first went down, I was pissed. I'm a big ha ha Dix fan. I have his jersey. Um, and I really didn't understand it at first. But after I calmed down a little bit and I really looked at it, read some tweets from some Packers insiders, I understand the move a little bit more. Um, fans who aren't Packer fans are going to look at this move and say, oh, the Packers are just tearing it down. But I don't believe that's what they're doing. Obviously, safety is our weakest position, and trading away our best safety doesn't make sense. Um, but... It's kind of like the Demarius Randall deal. Trading away our best corner last year didn't make sense either. But Brian Gutenkais, the GM for the Packers, is kind of making a statement. Uh Haha Clinton Dix has been one of our most talented players for years now in the defense. And the Packers, for you know, a couple seasons now have been trying to get him to step up as a leader, and he hasn't been the leader that we need, um, or the leader that we think he could be. He's been kind of a quiet guy. He's there's been some plays there's been some games where he's shown a lot of a, he showed us that he really doesn't like to show a lot of effort in not high keys and not low stress situations if that makes sense. Like last year, the last game of the season we were out of it. Rodgers wasn't playing and it was clear that uh Haha really didn't care. And he showed a lot of plays where he just gave no effort at all. Um and it's just a sad thing to see. You know Haha Clint Dix is loved in Green Bay. He's a loved off the field. But again he doesn't um, he hasn't stepped up in the way the Packers want him to. And you know it was clear he wasn't going to come back next year. He kind of already voiced that. So Guttenkais said, okay, you don't want to be here? Then we're going to trade you. And it's the same thing with Demarius Randall. Randall really didn't want to be there. So if you don't want to be there, we're going to trade you. We're going to get rid of you. Now, I understand people are saying, well, you can't get rid of talent. Um, look what happened with Demarius Randle. The Browns moved him to safety, and now he's one of the best safeties. Yeah, that's true, but they both didn't want to be here. You know, the relationship was kind of torn beyond people uh, repair. Um, and like I saw a tweet where the Packers have been trying to get ha ha Clinton said dicks to step up and it's been trying to fit. It's been like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You know, it's just not going to work. We've been just trying to force it and it just hasn't been working and it will never work. So we decided to go ahead and get rid of him. get rid of a guy who doesn't want to be here, um, and get some compensation compensation in return. Um, as far as how do they, how do they make up for this loss? You know, they got a lot of guys, young guys, who can kind of step up now. I know Josh Jones has been uh, waiting to get some snaps, and I think this will be his opportunity to really prove himself. Um, Jermon Williams played safety for Mike Patton in Cleveland, uh, so I see that going on. Jermaine Whitehead's played well. So they have some options. Um, So I don't think it's as dumb of a move as people think. Uh, In terms of other moves... Non-moves, I think three players should have been traded that didn't. I think Le'Veon Bell should have been traded. Um, we'll talk about that more at the end here. Um, a couple stats I wanted to show you. Uh, Landon Collins, I think he should have been moved. Uh, I guess their asking price was pretty high. I was hoping the Packers would go after him and keep him, keep him and uh, HaHa Clinton-Dix in the same uh, secondary would be dangerous. And I think Bruce Irvin should have been traded, because I think the Raiders could have gotten a pretty solid pick out of somebody who also has shown he really doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, I was glad Eli Manning didn't get traded and I was glad Derek Carr didn't get traded. Uh, I think both of those guys want to stay there and I'm glad they didn't get traded. Um, but that's it for the trade deadline review. It was a crazy trade deadline. It was like baseball almost. And I was very happy to see that because the NFL trade deadline over the past couple of years has been slow. Um, but I'm glad it happened, but we're going to get now week nine. We're going to do some week nine predictions. Uh, and then we will wrap up the NFL news and move on to college. So Week 9 NFL, got a couple games here I want to go over. We'll start with tonight's snoozer of a Thursday night game. Uh, It's going to be a rough couple of weeks here for primetime because we got uh, a couple pretty bad primetime games. I know we got Giants 49ers, I think, next Monday or something like that. So it's going to be pretty bad here. Um, And let me tell you, this Thursday night game is a real... uh, Real barn burner here. We got uh, the Oakland Raiders at the 49ers. Um, CJ Beathard versus Derek Carr and John Gruden. Both teams struggling right now to get a win. Uh, you know, as you know, the 49ers lost last week to the powerhouse Arizona Cardinals, uh, and the Oakland Raiders lost last week to the powerhouse Indianapolis Colts. Um, but we're struggling here. Uh, this game's going to be struggling to find some viewership here, but we'll try to pump it up a little bit. Um, so, both teams, like I said, are desperate for wins. Um, both teams really, really, really want to get a couple more wins under their belt before the season ends. I get it; they're kind of tanking, but they're also not. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's different because the NBA they openly tank, but in the NFL it's not respected if you openly tank. So both teams are going to be going for wins here, um, and it's just going to be a rough game. But I think the 49ers will pull it out. I think Bethard's a decent quarterback, and he'll be able to pull this one out. Um, and if the Raiders, whoever loses this game, is They're going to be looking pretty bad here for a pretty long time uh, in the rest of the season. Because if you lose to either of these teams, that's just embarrassing. Especially on prime time. Even though Thursday, this isn't going to be a well-watched game. I'm just going to say that. Next game, we're going to go to Sunday where there's actual good games going on right now. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Um, I'm taking Pittsburgh here. They've been hot the last couple of weeks. James Conner has been an absolute stud, replacing Le'Veon Bell, who we will talk about in the segments portion of the show. Um, Pittsburgh has put it together as of late. Their defense is still a little shaky, but I don't think Joe Flacco and the Ravens' offense is going to uh, really dissect that as much as they should. Baltimore's defense is good, but I think uh, Pittsburgh's offense is better, so I'm picking Pittsburgh here. Chicago at Buffalo. Um, we got Derek Anderson. No, oh no, we don't have. No, whoa! How could I forget the legend? Nathan Peterman is starting again for the Buffalo Bills. Um, Derek Anderson is hurt, so they signed Matt Barkley. So there, they are going to into this game with Nathan Peterman as QB one as they should, and Matt Barkley as QB two. Um, it's going to be a rough game uh, in terms of uh, the Buffalo Bills. You know, Nathan Peterman. You know he's starting like I said on Sunday. His stats this year: 108 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions, a 20% passer rating, which is complete crap. Um, but he's the guy. He is so fun to watch. It's not even funny because he is just so bad. Um, and you got to give the, you got to give the guy a little credit. I understand he is really bad. He's one of the worst quarterbacks of all time so far. But they, they keep trotting him out there for some reason. And he keeps going out there. And every single week he goes out there, he has this confidence about him. You know, you got to be confident in yourself to play quarterback in the NFL. Um, and then it just completely falls apart. But the man stays confident. Which I don't know how he does it, but you have to give him credit. He knows he's going to go out there. Um, everybody knows he's going to go out there and he's going to throw a couple picks. But he goes out there every single week. He has the confidence. And the Bills just keep, for some God knows what reason. They keep trotting him out there, um, just waiting for him to break through. And God knows if he'll ever do it. But, you know, you got to give a little bit of credit to him. uh, Because he keeps going out there week after week. You know, you think, if I was in his shoes, you'd think after the third or fourth time where he goes in and throws multiple picks, that he's just like, you know what, maybe this position isn't for me. Maybe it's time for me to move on and go sell insurance or do something else in my life because I don't think being an NFL quarterback is right for me. But he, you got to give the guy credit. He goes out there every week and does his job pretty poorly, but he goes out there with confidence. So, I mean, there's something to be said for that. But I'm picking the Bears here. I think the Bears are the better team. Tampa Bay versus Carolina at Carolina. This is a must win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they want to save their season in some f- fashion. Uh, Fitzmagic will be starting. So this is this is what makes the game tough because you're either going to get fantastic Fitzpatrick or pretty bad Fitzpatrick. Um, and I don't really know what to think of this. So if Fitzpatrick's good, I'd take the uh, Buccaneers, but I don't know what kind of Fitzpatrick we're going to get. So I'm taking the Panthers who have been good as of late. Next game, Kansas City at Cleveland. I know Cleveland fans would pay for an upset here, um, but with a new head coach, you know, this is another one of those games where you don't know what you're going to get, what kind of Cleveland team you're going to get with a new head coach and a new OC. Um, I'm taking Kansas City here. Um, they've started hot the last couple years, and they usually start to fall around this time, but there's, they've shown no signs of weakness, and I'm not going to pick against them right now. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs on the road at Cleveland. Um, but Browns fans... I don't know what you're going to get. I don't know what's going to happen here. This game is pretty hard to pick because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, next game, Jets and Miami. I think Brock Oswell are starting again. Tannehill, I don't know what's going on with him right now, his shoulder injury. Um, and Miami's looked rough as of late. The Jets, have looked rough too, but I'm taking Sam Darnold and the Jets uh, in that situation. Even though Miami's played well as of late um, in certain games, I'm taking the Jets here. Detroit at Minnesota. Um, I know a lot of people saw the golden tape move and said, you know, oh, it looks like Detroit's tearing it down. But I don't think they are. You know, they traded for Snacks Harrison. I think they want Galladay to step up. I think they believe Galladay could be a number one wide receiver. Um, but still, I'm taking Minnesota here. Minnesota's been good as of late. Um, they they lost to the Saints. They lost to a really good Saints team. But I'm taking the the Minnesota Vikings at home. Atlanta at Washington. I'm taking the Redskins here. They got that new secondary now with HaHa Clinton-Dix. Uh, the Falcons is, are a talented team, but they are just beat up in terms of defense. Julio's not been the same in a while. Um, and I just don't think they have enough to beat the Redskins, who you know now have a pretty formidable defense. And their offense with Adrian Peterson, who has a lot more left in the tank, uh, I'm taking the, the Redskins here on the road. I mean, at home. Houston at Denver. Two uh division rival they're not in the same division what am i talking about two teams who houston has been hot as of late and two polar opposite teams houston has been hot as of late and denver has been pretty rough as of late um denver was a candidate to kind of break it down a little bit and they did trading away um demarius thomas who will now go back to denver to play uh revenge game which is pretty crazy that he goes from denver and now he's going to be playing at Denver his first week with the Houston Texans. So this new-look Houston Texans offense is going to be interesting to see how they play. I'm taking the Texans here because they have just been so hot as of late, and they are now a Super Bowl contender, um, which something you wouldn't have said early on in the season. But I'm taking the Houston Texans here uh, on the road because Denver's looked rough as of late. Uh, I know the Chubb-Von Miller uh, combo has been looking good lately, uh chubb just won rookie of the month but i'm still taking the houston texans here i think they're the better team next game the chargers at the seattle seahawks i'm taking the chargers on the road uh seattle has looked good as of late um they've played some pretty poor teams though so i don't put much credence into that the chargers are pretty talented still and that doesn't change just because of uh a couple uh Good weeks here versus bad teams. Chargers have looked good. They're coming off a bye week. Um, and I could see the Chargers absolutely throttling the Seattle Seahawks. Next game, the Rams at the Saints. This is a big game. This is the second, probably the be- This is going to go back and forth between this and the Sunday night with Green Bay and the Patriots as the best game of the week. Um, I'm taking the Saints here at home. Think about it. The Saints are really talented. They're at home. They're One of, if not the hottest teams next to the Rams. Uh, Two forces just colliding. Uh, I don't really know what the Rams are going to look like now that they have Dante Fowler. Um, The Saints' Marcus Davenport is out. But I think the Saints could come in here and just punch the Rams in the nose and get a win. Uh, The Rams are a talented team. Even if they lose this game, it's not going to change my opinion on them. I don't see them going undefeated. It's really impossible to go undefeated. So I'm taking the Saints here at home. Um, which is a little crazy, a little out there, um, but I think the Saints are talented, um, and I think the Rams, you know, have are good, but they haven't been as good as of late. Um, they almost lost to the Packers. They've had a couple close games here um, as of late, and I think I'm going to take the Saints here. Green Bay at New England. So when picking this game, it was tough because I never pick pa- never pick against the Packers. And after the Patriots beat the Chiefs, I said I'd never pick against... After the Patriots beat the Dolphins, I said I'd never pick against the Patriots ever again. But I'm breaking that rule this week, and I'm picking the Packers. i got to go with my home team. Um, you're going to see a new-look Packers, I think, with in terms of defense. Their defense played really well last week, and they would have won that game. They would have beaten the Rams, if not for Ty Montgomery's uh, fumble, because uh, I believe Aaron Rodgers would have went down and won them that game. So I'm taking the Packers here on the road. Uh... This is the first time in a long time we've ever we really got to see Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Uh, a couple years ago when they played, Rodgers was hurt and Matt Flynn played and he played well. Um, so we haven't gotten to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in a long time here. So I'm taking the Packers here. I think Rodgers will be juiced up for this game. And if you want to put the must win thing on the Packers, this is this this is the game you put it. Because They got to win this game if they want to. Uh, Put themselves back into contention. They got to win this game. They got to show out for the fans here. Um, I'm taking the Packers on the road uh, at the Patriots. The, the The Monday night game, Ten Tennessee versus Dallas. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys here. Um, two teams who are right on the cusp of being good. Uh, Tennessee. I don't know what to think of them yet. They kind of play to the level of their competition, so I could see them upsetting Dallas here. But I think Dallas on the prime time. Uh, Jason Whitman will be calling their game. Uh, it's just a primetime Dallas game. I think they give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott a lot. Uh, they'll get Amari Cooper for first time. I think he'll help out a lot in their offense. Um, not as much as people think or Dallas hopes, but I think he'll help out a little bit. So I'm taking Dallas here on the road. So that's Week 9. That's Week 9 predictions. We'll see how that goes. Uh, one more NFL story. Brandon Marshall got released by the Seahawks. Um you know he's a six-time Pro Bowler, 34 years old. Uh, he got he signed on late with the Seahawks after getting released by the Jets. I mean by the Giants, and uh, he's only had 136 yards this year and one touchdown. You gotta start to think is this the end of the line for somebody who was so dominant for such a long time? You gotta think that um, I don't see him signing on anywhere else. Maybe somebody maybe like the Browns late. I don't know. Um, you gotta think they would. Re- somebody would rather sign Des Bryant before Brandon Marshall, um, but you never know. Uh, but it looks like this is the end of the line, maybe for Brandon Marshall. Uh, but we will keep up on his his uh, journey um, as the season goes. So we're gonna go to college real quick. We're gonna roll through this because I wanted to get to some basketball and baseball talk, and we are almost halfway through the show. Uh, so college, a uh, couple games this week: Nebraska and Ohio State. Ohio State's looking to get back on the. Uh, the winning grind here soon. Uh, this game's at noon, so this is a good chance for Ohio State to get a, a win and get back on track. West, West Virginia is playing Texas, 13 versus 17. This is a good chance for Texas to get back on track. Um, they're not a playoff team, but this is a good opportunity for them to, uh, you know, really put their season back to track, back on the tracks after a loss versus Oklahoma State. And this is a good chance for, for West Virginia to get back into the playoff contention. Uh, Next game, 14, Penn State is playing uh, number 5, Michigan. Good chance for Penn State to put themselves back in the playoff contention uh, and a good chance for Michigan to get a good win here at home. Uh, but obviously, we talked about it in the last show, Alabama versus LSU. This is the biggest game of the year so far. Um, one versus three, Joe Burrow, my guy, um, LSU is my SEC team. He's saying this is one of the biggest games in the last couple of years, but he's not scared. His quote is, I'm not scared. Uh, if anybody is scared, then they should just not come out of the locker room. Bama's 14 points favorites. 14 point favorites. Don't come out of the locker room if you're scared. That's Joe Burrows uh, saying this game. You know Ed Ogeron's going to have them up, he's going to have them pumped up and ready to go. And this is a huge game for playoff implications because the playoff rankings came out. We'll quickly run through the top 10. Alabama's number one, Clemson's two, LSU's three, Notre Dame's uh, four. Um, Number 5 is Michigan, 6 Georgia, 7 Oklahoma, 8 Washington State, 9 Kentucky, and 10 Ohio State. So all these teams got a shot to get back up into the playoff rankings. This top 4 will not be this top 4 for long. Uh, it's going to change, uh, and I think we're, we'll see some changes here after this game. I think Alabama is a good team, but I think they're going to be shocked by how uh, pumped up LSU comes out of the gate. Um, Ed Ogeron is one of the best motivators out of any coach anywhere. Uh, and he's gonna have their guys. Re- he's gonna have his guys ready to go. And I could see LSU just coming out and pumbling Alabama. Uh, Joe Burrow. He's the best quarterback LSU's had in a long time. Uh, they got some good uh, linebackers, some good corners. I see LSU pulling the upset here. Um, LSU's corners have to be able to guard Alabama's wide receivers one-on-one if they really want to win because they got to bring pressure at Tua. He struggles when he's under pressure, um, so they got to be able to guard him, guard their wide receivers on an island. And if they do that, I see LSU coming out of the gate just absolutely dominating. This is going to be the most exciting game of the year, um, and it's going to be like a playoff game. Uh, So tune into that. Uh, That's on Saturday. That's prime time. Uh, We're going to go now to basketball. I know we talked a little bit of basketball in the beginning, but there is some stories I wanted to talk about. But before that, I got to remind you guys about my guy Dom at D's Home Cuts. We say it every show D's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. $7, that's all you got to pay to get a great haircut and modern styling. Um, Truman and I, and about 90% of our guests on this show, have gotten their haircut at Dom's at least once, or he is their main haircut stylist. So let me tell you guys go into Dom, get a fresh cut. It gets better every single time because Dom is always. Uh, upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut and the best haircutting experience possible. You can find these Home Cuts on Twitter at these Home Cuts. Uh, check him out. Um, it's the best place to go, like I said. Uh, Instagram is probably better than Twitter, though, even though I said Twitter. Uh, check him out on Instagram at these Home Cuts. Uh, you can set up an appointment directly in the bio, send him a DM, whatever. you got questions, comments, concerns. He'll take care of all of it. These Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So basketball, after that incredible f- performance by Derrick Rose last night, we kind of, Klay Thompson's performance on Monday got a little overshadowed. I mean on Tuesday, sorry. Klay uh, Thompson scored 52 points in a 149-124 to 124 win over the Chicago Bulls. In that game, Klay Thompson scored 14 three-pointers, breaking the record, set by his teammate, Steph Curry. The Warriors in themselves scored 92 points in the first half. Absolutely insane. Uh, they could have easily scored... 160 170 if they would have played their starters the whole game but why would you um you know it's kind of i saw a tweet that i thought was pretty funny it was like do the warriors just sit in the locker room before get before the game and then draw straws to see who scores 50 that night because it's so true i mean they got guys like thompson curry uh kevin durant Uh, Draymond Green couldn't do it, but you know what I mean. Uh, Iguodala, you know, they got like four guys at least who could score 50 any night that they wanted to. Uh, Maybe not Iguodala, but uh, Curry, Thompson, and Durant could each score 50 every single night if they wanted to, and it just shows the kind of firepower this team has. And Klay Thompson's kind of the most underrated player on this team, uh, because he is, if he would go somewhere else, he could easily be the superstar there, but he decides to stay and... uh, you know, keep playing for them. And he just, every every now and then, you forget about him. But then he reminds you as to why he is one of the best players in the league by going out and scoring 52 points and hitting 14 three-pointers. So you go from that team in the league, the best team, to the worst team in the league, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 1-6 in six now. Kevin Love's still dealing with foot issues. This team is being just absolutely destroyed from the inside to the outside. Uh, Larry Drew right now is interim. You know He's not so sure he wants to be the interim head coach. He's doing it for right now, but he you know, he wants additional money because he is going to be coaching pretty much the entire season. Um, but he's getting paid like a assistant coach. So he wants some additional money. The Cavs don't really want to pay it. J.R. Smith is pretty pissed he's not getting playing time. So there are reports he wants to be traded. Uh, they're trying to trade Kyle Korver. So this team is just a mess from the inside to the outside. Uh, and I feel bad for them. Um you know, Tristan Thompson before the season talking about how they're still the uh, Eastern Conference champions and they still need to be respected. No, bro, you suck. This team sucks. Uh, Sexton is not going to fix it. Kevin Love being out hurts them a lot. Um, I think it'll help him when they gets back, and I think they'll end up being pretty uh, decent. And they won't be the worst team in the league. They'll be there, but they'll be a little bit better than the worst team. Uh, but they need to fix this whole Larry Drew thing. I don't think firing Ty Lue is a great choice. Um because I don't think Ty, Larry Drew is going to do much better than Ty Lue. And I think you know players like Ty Lue. They like playing for him. Uh, so it's kind of dumb for them to go ahead and cut him. But uh, who knows. Maybe it does ignite some sort of fire. But it hasn't so far. Uh, and it's kind of a sad thing to watch um, as it goes forward here. Uh, so baseball. Uh, that's it for basketball. So baseball, we want to talk a little bit about. That uh, it's gonna be slowing down here for baseball talk um, because just because we're in the off season now. the Red Sox had their parade the other day uh, yesterday, uh, you know, just another day in Boston, right? Another championship parade. Sad to see. Uh, so World Series ratings were in, and it was the fourth lowest rated uh, World Series in terms of viewerships in this entire um, history of the MLB. the fourth lowest rated World Series ever. I think, you know, this just shows us. I've been saying it for a long time. You know, we had a lot of guests on here that have been saying the entire thing. Baseball is just so bad at marketing. The World Series is so exciting, and we just don't care. Nobody cares. You know, younger people don't care. It it takes a lot to uh, draw people to baseball and the. MLB really just doesn't care, and it's sad to see because this is just an, such an exciting game, and we had some, some very exciting moments in the World Series that just went under the radar just because nobody really cares about the World Series, um, especially the younger guys. You know, the only people that are really watching the World Series are, uh, you know, diehard baseball fans because uh, nobody really cares about a Boston-Los Angeles-Dodgers World Series except Boston and Dodger fans. Um So, I mean, it just shows, you know, baseball's fallen. The fourth lowest rated watched World Series uh, in the history of the MLB. uh, That's tough to see, especially now because it's so easy to watch these type of games. You can watch it anywhere, and you just can't. And you go out there and you throw a stinker like that up. Uh, That's not a good look for baseball, and they need to do something to change it. Um, Like I said, baseball is one of the worst... uh, the MLB is one of the worst marketed sports in uh, the world. Honestly, uh, from everything from you know not allowing people to share clips on uh, on social media sites, you know I think that's why the NBA has grown so popular. Because every day you go onto uh, Twitter and you, you'll see exciting dunks, exciting shots. Uh, but baseball, you're not allowed to do that. You have to have permission to do it, um, which sucks. Uh, and it's just, you know, from that to, you know, not marketing their players well. Mike Trout is one of the best all-time, if not the best all-time greatest baseball players. And you barely hear from him. Uh, it's just sad to see. Last little bit of baseball news, uh, JT Realmuto, uh, the catcher for the Marlins, wants to be traded. Probably their best player. Um, he is a very rare piece in baseball because he is a, a, a catcher that can hit over 300, uh, which is very rare to find nowadays. Um, so they'll get a good haul from him. Uh, I love to see, you know, like the Indians go after him, but they won't cause the Indians like Jan Gomes and Roberto Perez, uh, where he goes. I don't know. This is just kind of a blip on the radar right now. Uh, hopefully it grows into more of a story later. Uh, but I could see him getting traded and I was kind of surprised they didn't trade him. Um, because like I said, a catcher that can hit and play defense is very rare. Uh, and JT Rulamuto has been one of the best catchers for a long time in the league. And he's just been undervalued because he plays for the Mar- for the Marlins. Um, but that's it for baseball. Um, we're going to go to some segments now. i got a couple segments here. We're going to kind of go through it a little bit. Uh, And then we'll wrap up the show here. But again, we're going to move to segments. But before that, I had to remind you guys that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. So A's Lawn Service since 2014 has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392, 330-241-2392, and the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A couple days ago, started the streak of 27 days straight where there will be live football on every single night. Don't waste your time. Don't miss some of those games by cutting your lawn or doing your leaves. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. A's Lawn Service, LLC, you grow it, we cut it. So we got some segments here. i got a couple things I wanted to talk about, uh, but let me see here. Uh, we'll start with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Le'Veon's been kind of the story of the season so far uh, for the Steelers because, you know, he hasn't been reporting I know Steelers fans have been pissed, but I think so far this season, it's gone a lot better than they thought. James Conner has done more than enough to fill his shoes, even, you could say, even better than Le'Veon Bell has been. And there was a stat uh, that came up. Uh, they play the Ravens this week. The Ravens defensive coordinator, his name is slipping me right now, said that the uh, it doesn't really matter that Le'Veon Bell is not there, because James Conner is doing a lot better than what Le'Veon Bell is, and the Steelers are actually better without Le'Veon Bell, Um And that's the reason why Le'Veon Bell's not showing up, because the Steelers are better. The Steelers don't need him, he said. Uh, And then a stat popped up, started going around, that showed us that the Steelers are averaging about six points more a game without Le'Veon Bell. They're averaging about uh, 40 more yards without him. Uh, Their red zone percentage goes up about 18 points without him. Uh, And their winning percentage... stays about the same, but you know what I'm saying. The Steelers are playing better without Le'Veon Bell. The offense is running, it looks like, a little bit smoother uh, than what it was beforehand, uh, which is crazy to me. Um, but James Conner's doing a good enough job to fill Le'Veon's shoes, and if I'm Le'Veon, you know, this season has been a really a bad year for me because it showed that I am replaceable. Um, it's going to drive down his value a lot. It showed him that it, he is replaceable, um, God knows what's going to happen because he's going to have to come back week 10 or else this year doesn't count. Um, and when he comes back week 10, which is next week, um, you know what are the Steelers going to do with him? Because the team now, the locker room, if I'm the locker room, we're all rooting for James Conner. We want James Conner to be our guy. We don't want Le'Veon coming back. But if Le'Veon comes back, you know, you're going to have to play somebody like that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, hopefully that won't screw up the Steelers' mojo, which is why I think they should have traded him uh, in the first place. But they didn't, uh, so now they're going to have to deal with it. So our last segment of the day, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some stats. Uh, I love stats, especially baseball stats. Um, And we're going to do a new segment called the Odd Sports Stat of the Day. So the immaculate inning, the perfect inning, I guess you could call it, is what people are calling it, uh, which is nine pitches, nine strikes, three strikeouts. Uh, Has only been done 46 times. Uh, In the entire MLB history since stats really started to be recorded. Uh, And it goes back a pretty long time. So only 46 times in about 100 years the immaculate inning has happened. The perfect inning. Um, But it's interesting because last year it's it's happened 46 times, right? Let me get my calculator out so I can do the math here. Um, 46 times this has actually happened. uh, But this year we had four of them. So about 10%... Of all the perfect innings in baseball history, which is about 100 years, 10% of those perfect innings came from this year. It happened four times this year. Scherzer did it versus the Twins. Kevin Gossman did it versus the Indians. German Marquez did it versus the Pirates. And Zach Cup did it versus the Mariners, which is interesting. 10% of all perfect innings came from this year, um, which is crazy to me because I think baseball wants to do more of a – offensive game to make it a little bit more exciting but again this year four times it's never happened four times in a season uh, and it happened last year so maybe we'll see that number go up uh, but perfect innings are really exciting to watch you know nine pitches nine strikes nine three strikeouts it's cool to see 46 times happened four times last year the perfect inning the odd sports stat of the day so that's it for our show today we want to thank you for listening. I know it was uh, a little emotional in the beginning because Derrick Rose, that was just an amazing performance. But again, we want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. We ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. Uh, that's where you can send us DMs, questions, comments, concerns. Uh, if you want to be a guest, you know, hit us up in the DMs and send us a, a a message, and we'll get you on here. We'll schedule a day for you to come in and give your take. Uh, you yes, ask that you go to iTunes. Like I said, follow us, give us five stars, rate, review us, leave us a good review, and subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Listen to us tomorrow on Twelve Ounce Sports, um, a great up and coming sports uh, website that we partnered with a couple of months ago, uh, and we've just been, you know, really excited to work with them. And like I said, it's up and coming, uh, and we're really excited to be with part of them. Follow us on. You can find us on YouTube, too. If you can't listen to us anywhere else, listen to us on YouTube. It's a great option uh, for all our non-iPhone, all our non-Apple users out there. Um, other than that, have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going camping this weekend in Hocking Hills, so I'll be a little bit away from the Twitter, but we will be following. Uh, and I'll be back Sunday for all the NFL games, so I can watch Packers absolutely shove it down Tom Brady's throat and put us right back into Super Bowl contention. Um, but other than that... Have a great day. We thank you for listening. Um, we got some big things up and coming in the uh, future here. Uh, it's going to be coming out a little bit more soon. Uh, we know we got Thanksgiving and winter break upcoming, so Truman should be on a lot more, and there will be a little less of these singular episodes, singular host episodes for me. Um, other than that, have a great day. It's November. Halloween's over. Stay strong, brothers. Um, November first, and other than that, have a great day and tune in on Tuesday.